Welcome to a short talk episode of The Hermit's Land. In these brief conversations, I want to highlight an idea that I see in my clients, in myself, and in the world, and sort of provide some ideas for how we might relate to these ideas as spiritual people trying to live conscious lives and being aware of our aims to grow as human beings. It's been coming up a lot lately that I've been having conversations about boundaries with other people. And boundaries are, are one of these interesting things that, you know, many people uh, struggle with them. And uh, some people, maybe less people, uh, have such ironclad boundaries that they don't really uh, permit them to do the things that they want. And so they end up walled off. And, you know, when we're talking about boundaries, we're talking about what are the limits that we're placing on the world around us? What are the limits that we're placing on other people? And what are these limits that we are um, needing in order to function in the world? And, you know, when, when someone crosses our boundaries, we probably almost immediately have a really big feeling about that certainly super common to be like, oh man, they disrespected me, they violated my boundary. And all of those things are, of course, appropriate if the violation is big enough. But there's also this case where people push at boundaries in many small ways and where those people persist and continue to push at our boundaries. And, you know, nowhere was this really more evident to me than when I was traveling in India. And, you know, when I arrived in India, which was the first place I'd gone to outside of North America and the Caribbean, so it was really somewhere quite radically different for me, I found myself every time I left the house pursued by people who wanted things, pursued by people who wanted me to give them money, to come stay at their hotel, to, to do whatever it was. And I didn't know how to say no to these people. I thought I knew how to say no to these people, but I didn't. And after three months there, I became tremendously proficient at saying no to people. You know, and my no had several steps, really, at this point, at the end. First off, they they would uh, say something and start to move towards me, and I would immediately just put my hand out and shake it side to side to say no, but I wouldn't say anything. I would just not look at them and I would keep walking. If they followed me, which often happened, then I would say no. And then after that, I would escalate it. If they continued to follow me, I would say go away in Hindi. Uh, and then if they followed me, I would uh, basically drop the F-bomb at them. And you would think that this pattern, which somebody actually explained to me, would be super effective and easy to follow, right? You'd think that if you were headed there tomorrow, you could grab that language and implement it. And maybe you could, you know, I don't know everybody who's listening to this podcast, but many people could not, and I could not for the first stretch of time. And one of the biggest reasons for this was because I was put out by it. I was put out by them encroaching on my space. I was put out by the, the notion that they couldn't respect it. 
I was put out by the idea that saying no was not adequate. And my resentment and my frustration and maybe my vulnerability all compiled to make them think that they could persist, which they did, and that that might get them somewhere, which it occasionally did. Because at a certain point, they would wear me down. But at the end of my trip, when I was leaving, and I returned to Delhi after being sort of in many smaller places and other places for a long time, I was so stone cold about this that nobody bothered me. I had no expectation. I had no care. It didn't matter. And I would just shut them down. And the funny thing about getting to the the hard kind of F-bomb final, you know, screw you, get out of my face, uh, you know, boundary setting was that I wasn't the least bit upset about it. And in fact, I thought it was kind of funny and they would think it was funny. And the reaction that I would get was this kind of final, huh, you really know what's going on. I guess I can't pull one over on you. And then that would be the end of the conversation. So the problem is, is that, you know, where, where I live in Canada, you know, and where many people live, these kinds of encroachments are never so explicit, right? We live our lives where people are constantly searching for our attention. People are constantly trying to get special treatments to uh, sneak around the edges or to kind of get away with stuff in one way or another. And, you know, as we're, we're engaging this, one of the things that I think is so helpful is to understand how to set boundaries so that it becomes clear that the other person knows that they have violated them. And this is where, unlike my three-step traveling in, you know, uh, in India process, having a more clear and articulate line of thinking or line of expression is so helpful. And some of the things that I really use a lot is I'm setting a clear limit here. Don't do this. And, you know, these are things that I will say with people who come in the store and are pushy. Uh, these are things that I will say with other people. These are things I say to my kids uh, sometimes. Um, and being really clear that when we're done with something, that there's nothing ambiguous about the closure that came with this. You know, I had uh, one person in particular that comes to mind who came into the store and uh, tried to treat me as the reader, as hired help, to coerce me into answering what I felt were some really ethically inappropriate questions. And when I told them that I wasn't going to answer their questions, they responded by saying, I'm paying you, you work for me, you have to do what I say. And I responded by saying, here's your money back. I don't work for you. I'm not doing anything you say, and you have to leave now. And when they were leaving, as they continued to argue all the way out the door, and they got to the outside of the door, I made it tremendously clear what this boundary was that I had with them. And it was this. Don't ever come here again. If I see you on the street, I will pretend I don't know you. Don't ever speak to me again. And then I closed the door. And I know that some of the people listening are thinking, man, that's, 
that's intense. I couldn't do that. And, and yet we, there are times where we need to make these clear boundaries, right? And it's easy to think that I'm talking just about interpersonal dynamics, but I'm also talking about what it means to be a spirit worker and work with spirits, what it means to uh, engage with other people around healing practices and divination, um, and really what it means with our ancestors and the human beings in our lives on other levels. We need to have clear boundaries. They need to be clearly articulated, and we need to look at how do we set those limits so that we don't... uh, question ourselves when those limits are inevitably breached by somebody down the line and saying something that is uh, unequivocally anchored in clarity allows us to go back and say, well, what did I say? Oh, wait, I said, don't ever speak to me again under any circumstances. And they're speaking to me now. Clear violation of the boundaries. I said to the spirit, only come and see me when I'm working at my altar on this day. And they showed up some other time. Or I said to anybody else, any other kinds of boundaries. And they violated them. Think of it this way. You need to put up a clear sign that says no smoking. And when you catch somebody smoking there, you need to try and not get worked up about it. Because it's inevitable that people will cross the line. But having good boundaries is about making it clear to them and to you that that's what they're doing. So that you can be certain that they're just being a jerk. And you can act based on that knowledge. Which is really liberating compared to the muddled, messy, ambiguousness that often exists when boundaries aren't clearly delineated and when we get really worked up about people crossing those boundaries. And finally, of course, I'm not talking about traumatic, difficult, and violent situations. If somebody's mistreating you physically or on other levels, deal with it in whatever ways you can engage help and get on with your life. I hope that you have uh, enjoyed this talk. I hope that it sparks a conversation. Please feel free to include me in that conversation uh, on Facebook or in other places. And if you'd like more of these kinds of things, this is one of the bonus materials that will only be available to supporters of my Patreon campaign, which you can find uh, at Patreon or in the links for podcast. Thanks for listening.